Welcome back to part two of our three-part series, Kim Provides for Everyday Life with Kimberly McShane. Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. Let's try it again. Okay. All right. Now what do you want to do? Let's see. I'll say one thing that in my in my improv classes that I have led with um, all kinds of people, women and men, you know, with people in business and people just in everyday life trying to expand their ideas about how to how to think and go about their days. I've also done uh, I've done improv with teen girls, which is a really interesting and, <laughs> and a, bit, a little challenging because, you know, they like to be cool. And then um, also I, w- I have a day job at the um, at the Autism Institute. So I have taught adults on the spectrum improv and that is also very interesting trying to get them out of their comfort zone because they're very into like routine and doing yeah it's like a very comfortable thing and I think it's not just of course people on the spectrum it's like all kinds of people get comfortable in their routines right and it's very hard to break your preconceived notions and your and your mental habits there are lots of business suggestions that say, oh, get into great habits, and then you just keep doing the same high-performance habit over and over again. But to my mind, change and being able to change and being able to go with shifts and changes is also a high-performance habit. You know, Absolutely. I love change. And Right. Like, and you, it just gets boring if you, you know, you, there's one thing about like, okay, yeah, Madonna, get into the groove. That's cool. But then there's a a part of human nature where people get very, very, I mean, it's like the groove. If you keep going in the same, I mean, I don't know if you remember vinyl albums, but I do. Oh, yeah. yeah old <laughs> records, right? And if you play them too much, the grooves actually like get ground in where the needle won't keep going forward in the song it just stays in a like a rut it gets and the rut turns into a ditch and the ditch turns into the grand canyon or something i don't even know but like keeping moving and keeping changing and and being open to new suggestions and new ideas is like the point of improv and it's really exciting if you think about it in terms of you know your professional life or um you know, like the old, I don't, is it a Chinese, is it a proverb or a curse? The may you live in interesting times idea. Have you heard of this? There's a, an old Chinese, I don't, it's attributed to Confucius or somebody some, sometimes, but it's basically may you live in interesting times, not just a proverb, more of a curse, right? And like right now we're living in very, very interesting interesting times. And I think it's like part of the thing that, I mean, I don't know, 
I'm sure you've heard this. I've heard this a lot lately, right? Everybody, I mean, has basically been kind of all discombobulated and all it's things have been wild and I mean I'm not saying like oh yes I'm some zen master who's like oh no I'm a total spaz please (laughs) but like your people people want to like clamp down and they don't want to do anything until they have everything figured out and they don't want to they're like what do I do now and it's like man sometimes you just got to do stuff and you don't know what you're doing and you don't have time to figure it out or you don't you don't have enough information to figure it out and you just have to kind of make changes and do something different anyway yeah try something new well that's what i like (laughs) me too well we could try another skit or we can move on to more questions okay let's do whatever you want to do you well let's go with one more question for now and then clear your head and let's try one more skit because i'm jazzed okay yay me too Now, i loved learning about some of your stories while working in las vegas If you care to share any of them, share one of your funniest Vegas stories with us. Um, Okay. Yeah, I, um, let's see. Back in 2000, oh gosh, I guess 2005, I moved to Vegas and I, um, for reasons that will become clear later, I uh, got a job at the Viva Las Vegas Wedding Chapel, where I was a wedding coordinator, and I did a lot of phone sales, but I also had to come out from behind the counter and go into the chapel and suit up in a variety of costumes, including but not limited to um, Sexy Spy Girl, Phantom of the Opera, I've been a pirate and a space alien and a showgirl, of course, and a hula dancer in a coconut bra and grass skirt, which I'm sorry, have you seen me? I, oh, I I look like I'm from the island of like, I mean, in as much as England and Ireland are technically islands, I suppose, right? I am the last. I'm sorry, guys. If you can't see me, but I am pale and freckly. I am the I'm the like least tropical looking grass skirt who look coconut bra looking girl in the world. Anyway, wearing a showgirl outfit, I fell in with the Second City Improv Training Institute, and I took seasons of improv there. I so I just because you have your milestone divas. So here's a great story. I, there was a community theater production of 42nd Street, a classic, right? You know, come and meet those dancing feet, right? Okay. So I was like, oh, I am determined to get in to this. So I go to audition for 42nd Street. Well, here, everyone, okay, this is like most community, I've done a ton of community theater. I mean, I will show up and make an ass of myself in public. I don't care. It's fine. I'm a pro. Everyone trying out for this were like former showgirls, Cirque du Soleil, 
acrobats, like dancer, professional dancers, people who were working the showrooms in Vegas. And this was like their like community theater, like, oh, let's just chill out and do a little production of 42nd Street. They were reviving the Broadway revival of Gower Champions 42nd Street with they these people had been in that cast and they were teaching us the dance routines like you can go YouTube the videos of it with Jerry Orbach from Law and Order was the director of the show of like back in the day so I have to do an audition and the audition is like I have to tap dance well I'm sorry I don't know anything about how to tap dance I've I don't own tap shoes. I've never tap danced in my life. I mean, I've seen Singing in the Rain a million times because it's my mom's favorite movie. So I guess I'm just like, okay, good morning, good morning. You know, I'm just going to do some, a little of the old soft shoe. Well, I can't tap to save my butt. But I'm 37 years old and I'm like, I got to get in this show. I got to work with these people. So I just go out there with a big fat smile and I pretend like I'm in Singing in the Rain, I'm just like, okay, selling it, like doing the dance. And all I can do, because I can't make my feet do the tap dancing thing. So I'm just like standing there. I mean, I'm obviously trying to make myself look like I fit in with this chorus line Mm -hmm. of people, very professional, amazing dancers. And then every eight count, I'm just like, ha-cha with the jazz hands and the big (laughs) smile and selling it. People like Broadway, you know, and the director, I got cast. I got into the chorus of this show. I was in the ensemble. I got to sing the backup songs. And I mean, I didn't get a main part, but I was like, I got to be in the show and I dance well enough. And I, he was like, well, you know what? We can teach anybody to tap dance, but we oh. can't teach that kind of chutzpah. Like it takes... <laughs> It takes cojones, girl. Like, I don't know. (laughs) He was just like, (laughs) he was so blown away by my just complete, like, it was clear. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was selling it. Like, I, like, I was just like, well, you just got to. Well, that's the message. You just have to go for it. You got to pull up your tap pants and act like you know what you're doing and just go for it, baby. Like, woo, big time showbiz. And (laughs) you too can be in the chorus. Hey, you know, and I mean, but it's great because, I mean, I've almost always been in the chorus. You know, I'm just not. And I mean, I knew this even when I was a little girl. Like, I'm just not leading lady material. I'm I'm an alto. I don't sing soprano. That's most of the... You know, made Mary, you know, all the all the leading ladies, they're all sopranos and they're all singing like their little high romantic songs. And I'm obviously was always going to be the crazy girlfriend, the wacky neighbor, the bestie who's just gone (laughs) off the rails on a crazy train. You know, I'm like a wacky bridesmaid. person. (laughs) I'm not going to be like I mean, I think for me, it's about, and this is comes into play with the wardrobe styling and other things too, is, you know, I think for a lot of women, they are seeing this thing outside themselves, like a picture in a magazine or a video or Insta, Instagram, you know, this very fake, super filtered, crazy, um, you know, even, I mean, here's a famous, like, I'm really into old vintage classic movies too, right? And so, you know, Cary Grant, right, of North by Northwest and my favorite, Notorious. Oh, he's so gorgeous. What on earth? It's just not even fair. But 
there's a famous saying, Cary Grant, here he was, like the one of the world's classic leading men, right? He's just, he's, he looks great. He sounds great. What a voice. What a, he cuts a fine figure. He's, he's so brilliant and is, of course, because he's reading screenplays by the greatest writers of the classic age of cinema. And he, there's a famous saying from Cary Grant where he's like, even Cary Grant. He's like, well, you know, even I want to be Cary Grant. Like, it's a creation. That is a character that, you know, he's in playing that. Like, his name is Archie Archibald Leash. He's Arch, Archie Leash from, like, North England. He's from Yorkshire. He had an accent. He talked like this. I'm Archie Leach from, oh, from Bristol. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, what? Like, that's not the dashing <laughs> fellow we know as Cary Grant. And even Cary Grant wants to be Cary Grant. And so when I'm doing like wardrobe styling with my clients and trying, I try to get women to, instead of trying to, trying to inhabit something impossible, right? This would happen also at the wedding chapel. You know, we'd get calls from brides. And of course, what's the main thing brides say is like, oh, I just want the whole day. I just want my day to be perfect. It's like, well, I'm sorry. Was there ever a day when you woke up before the alarm went off and, <laughs> and you had a, per, a good hair day yeah. and you got all the green lights and you got to work and your boss was like, oh, I'm giving you a raise. And then you came home and he had already made a candlelight dinner and then you had a phenomenal day. It's like, you've never had that day. I've never had that day. That sounds crazy. And like, why would your wedding day be any different than the, any other day? <laughs> it won't. It's not going to be perfect, but. Your wedding can be beautiful, memorable, and personal, like to you. It will be meaningful and beautiful to you. And that's what, even your wardrobe, and this is what we, you want it custom tailored to you and to your story. And I mean, even people who, you know, you're like, oh, I don't care what I look like. I mean, you know, now it's COVID, I'm at home. It doesn't matter. No one sees me. Although I think if, I think your Zoom camera would beg to differ. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that whether I like it or not, for most people, their first impression of me, they're going to look at me. I can't help it. Like, okay, so what do they see when they look at me? And what is my posture, my frank? There's very little I can do about the fact that I'm five foot two. Okay, I can wear heels. But I'm still, I mean, I can wear the highest heels I can get away with, and I still am not going to be much more than 5'5", five five or five, you know, right? Like, I can't, pre so could I go to an audition for, like, if they're like, well, we want a, we want a brand of Tarth type. Like, we want someone who's six feet tall and got a, a you know, a gladiator's body and is just an amazing, you know, and you're like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to, it's not that I couldn't play that part, maybe. When people first looked at look at me, that's not what they're getting. And so it's better for me to understand myself and like what works for me and what I'm trying to communicate about myself. You know, if I showed up here, like what am I wearing right now? I'm wearing a, a dragon, a satin bomber jacket with tigers on it and some um, leather kicks with some rhinestone uh, smiley faces on the back of the heel and some black jeans. And it's like, okay, it's a casual outfit, but it, it makes sense to Gloria. She gets it like, oh, I obviously have a sense of humor. I'm clearly, if I showed up here today in a white starched blouse 
and a navy blue skirt suit with, you know, spectator pumps, you'd be like, what? And then I was just like, yeah, let's talk about improv and being loose and having a good time and having fun. And you'd be like, but you are dressed like an investment banker. Like, what is happening right now? You would, your mind would be, there's a disconnect, right? So like a big part of improv too is like, you got to go with what's happening in the scene. Like, okay, like you can't make it be different. You're just going to have to go with what you got. Like, okay. So anyway, I don't know. Is that a long, that's a roundabout story. Join us again next week for part three of our three-part series, Kim Provides for Everyday Life with Kimberly McShane.